I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. <laughs> You, Grace was literally the one that wanted to talk about this it just was, so she could say true. that. Now we know. <laughs> I think and that's the reason know. she wanted to talk about it. I don't like New Year's, everyone. Oh, I great. I hate it. Do you hear what Grace is saying? She doesn't like growth. She doesn't like improvement. She no like progress. progress. Plans. Yeah. <laughs> she just likes staying the same. I like being stuck in life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to This is Kingdom. This is Grace. TJ just say he's going. Keep it going. Keep it going. This is Tal. This is TJ. And this is Hollis. And this week, y'all, we're talking about Eternal Truth by Elder John C. Pingree Jr. I love this talk so much. And one reason I love this talk is I was thinking about something that I applied to this talk that I've never thought of before. It's kind of exciting. And I want to share it with all of you and really get your takes on it. There's this thing that I learned several years ago that I've applied to my life. And when I share it with people, they're like, what? And it's this thing called FOBO. What? I think I'm... <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> and some people think I say FOMO. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know what FOMO is. Like, no, you don't. This is FOBO. And I feel like a lot of people, especially our age and our generation, suffer from this. And FOBO is fear of a better option. And for me, I think of FOBO when I think of dating. I think of FOBO when I think of careers. I think of FOBO when we have so many choices and we think there's always a better option, whether it's in dating, whether it's a career path, whether it's choosing a college to go to. I think sometimes we suffer from paralysis in choosing because of the variety of options that we have. And then I read this talk and I'm like, whoa, we can actually apply FOBO to finding truth. I feel like there's so many things demanding our attention, so many things wanting us to follow them, listen to them. And sometimes we get paralyzed because there's so many good things, you know? And sometimes there's so many things that are telling us, no, follow me, follow this or follow that. When in this talk, he puts it beautifully when he says that truth, when we're looking for truth, it's critical for us to establish and strengthen our relationship with God find peace and joy, and reach our divine potential. And I thought about in our quest and journey of fear for better option and looking at so many ways we can find truth, the ultimate source of truth is Christ. The ultimate source of truth is the promptings and just the inspiration that the Holy Ghost can give us. And it got me really thinking of in our lives, of who do we turn to when we are lacking truth in our lives? Because for me, sometimes... Who do you go to, Hollis? That's what we want to know. <laughs> Come on. But I'm thinking about sometimes, I'm like, whoa, how many times do we lack truth? We rely on Google. We rely on Instagram. We rely on our DMs. We rely on... You rely on your Wait, DMs? That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> we rely on so many things that aren't God, but it's so, like, second nature. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to go find the answer. Hollis is like, hey, what should I do tonight? DMs, people. <laughs> <laughs> Which one I should I look truth. at? <laughs> But in our quest to overcome phobo of truth, I think we really need to ask ourselves, where do we find truth when we're lacking it? In the DMs. <laughs> in the DMs. No, it's so true. And I, and I think, honestly, it is easier to Google it. It is easier to like find it on social media. It is easier to like find it like asking a friend real fast because those questions come so immediate. 
They are immediate responses. Whereas the process with finding truth from God is, it's a process and it's not immediate and it takes time. And so, yeah, it's, it's so much easier to get quick and easy answers. But I think the more we realize like the answers that really matter are the ones that take time and take struggle. The more it's like, oh, okay, I, I want, I want the process because I want to find actual truth and not just quick and easy answers. Well, and that's super interesting because that might not seem like the best option. Hmm. Like when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I need to figure this out. I got to figure this out. It's interesting to me that something that takes a long time doesn't seem like the best option. You know what I'm saying? That it's like, okay, if I'm trying to figure out what I believe in or if I should go on a mission or where I should go to school or if I'm trying to figure out like what I should do next in life or like all of these things that we like desperately seek truth for, even just like what do I actually fundamentally believe? I think most of the time we want to go like our best option is the thing that happens quickest. Like Mm. we're like, oh, okay, great. Like I want to figure this out as fast as I possibly can. This feels like my best option for that. This feels like the best place of advice to go to. And it's so interesting that maybe God said, actually, I think that there might be a better option for you. But it's going to take a little bit longer. It's going to be a little harder to uncover. But that's actually the best truth. Oh, I, I'm just smiling thinking about this because like, I'm thinking of Joseph Smith. And it's like, what was the quickest answer for him? Ask your mom, ask your dad, ask the preacher down the street. Like the mm-hmm. quickest answer. Like there were so many quick answers. The answer that mattered most, like the answer that was really going to change his life and all our lives, you know, was the answer that took time. And it took time in the scriptures and it took time in prayer and it took time pondering. And it's it's so hard to do that, but it's so important to realize I want the answers that are really true. I want the answers that really matter. It's just funny because I feel like if Joseph's mom was like, oh, actually, uh, just there's no true churches. I think you're supposed to be the prophet. Like you think about how <laughs> you think about like how that would stick with him. Okay, mom. You're right. Or even if the preacher said it, but instead he has this amazing, powerful, like life-changing, soul-shaking experience with God that he can now lean on and rely on to help him endure all of these tough things mm. that he's gonna have to endure in the future. That's so true. I love that. How blessed are we to believe in something that takes time? that takes deliberate participation of us and God. I think God loves us so much that he treasures our relationship so much and it matters so much to him that he wants us to put the time and effort just like he is. You know, and I love that it takes time, but it's the total opposite. It's like a paradox, right? It's like the things that matter the most will take the most time. When in reality, just like we were saying before, wait, shouldn't it take the least amount of time? Shouldn't it be easy to me? But because we live in this world of instant gratification and these dopamine hits, we feel like the things that take time are almost wrong. Well, and that's so so interesting because like I'm sitting here and I like I was just as you guys were talking, I was just thinking in my head and I was like trying to decide why does truth actually I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) Like I was like, well, why do I care if something's true? Like what? Why is it worth the struggle? Yeah. And then I began to think and I was like, I feel so unsettled with uncertainty. Mm. that's really tough for me. Like, I just like, I want to know something and I just want to be confident in it. And I want to be able to talk about it in conversations and be certain. And I think that the majority of us, at least me, like a lot of what I believe, it'd be really hard for me to confidently say like, oh no, I'm certain because of this and this and this. Like I couldn't sit down. And it's interesting because 
my beliefs dictate the majority of my life. Like every action I take, I would say most days. I think that's true for all of us. Yeah. Your beliefs dictate your life, period. 100%. And what you believe, that's the truth that you've discovered. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, I actually believe this. I believe that this is true. And then all of a sudden truth matters a whole lot more because if that's going to dictate everything that I do in my life, I want to make sure I'm believing in things that are actually true. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started thinking and I was like, that's why truth is so difficult. That's why it's tricky when it's like your truth comes from Jesus Christ because sometimes my answers that come from God, I don't feel certain about. Like, I'm like, okay, I think that the Book of Mormon's true. Am I certain? I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking about is like, oh, okay, yeah. But what if a different option of discovering truth feels more certain to me? Then how, like, how do I know something's true? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that made a lot of sense. But like, how do you know something's true, even if you're uncertain about it? Because I think that's where it gets really tricky. Because that's probably how it was for Joseph. I mean, he was the only one who could have a shred of certainty. I guess his, his family had his back too. But everyone else, friends, neighbors, people at church, everyone was doubting him, pushing back. One of the things for me is, and one it's crazy you bring this up because I've had some answers recently that have not been all the way certain. But what it's caused me to do is that it's caused me to rely and turn to God way more consistent. It's just made me rely on Him a lot more than in the past where I'll just get a kind of simple, easy answer and I'm, oh, okay, cool, go go on with my day. But I've gotten some answers recently where it's like every few hours I'm like, Heavenly Father, like you got me on this because I need you in this. And this helped me feel closer to Him. I think tune in, uh, feel the Spirit more in that struggle, at least for me. That's Almost just one it like thing. the uncertainty was needed for your relationship with God. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like, that's cool that maybe the answer feels uncertain to you because God wants you to keep reaching out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden it's like this moment that it's like, I think sometimes we get frustrated that our answers from God are uncertain, but I wonder if there's meaning behind the uncertainty because maybe God's like, yeah, if the answer feels uncertain to you, our relationship is going to grow because you're going to keep coming back to me. Because that will require trust. It's the oh, gap cool. between you and God. The uncertainty that is that gap requires an amount of trust between you and God, which is so interesting because without that uncertainty, without that gap, how are we going to grow a relationship with our maker, with our creator? Because that is needed to push ourselves to that next level. So I feel like that is almost needed. That uncertainty is needed. And I feel like that's so interesting how uncertainty, when I look back at my life, the things I didn't expect, the things I was uncertain about ended up being the way they were supposed to because of that lack of knowledge. But it's crazy how we find truth with a lack of knowledge. It's almost another paradox. <laughs> he wants us to be hungry for in a way that if he gave us like all the answers we needed right at the beginning, I don't think I would look more. You know what I mean? If it was just like, bam, there it is. I think that's where my relationship with God would stop. But I think he really does like want to give us like line upon line, precept upon precept, like little by little, because in doing that, it pushes us to reach out to him more and more. And in that process, we learn to trust him. We build a relationship with him, which to me, like that's the end goal is to build that relationship. Which is so cool because it makes me think about 
like the Book of Mormon. Let's start there. It's Book of Mormon year, new year. Probably the majority of us are starting to read the Book of Mormon again. And there's that promise that comes with the Book of Mormon that all of us know like, oh, is the Book of Mormon true? Because if so, then blank, right? Then Jesus Christ is the Redeemer. Then this is the true church. Then Joseph Smith is the real prophet. All of these things. We have a lot of base in like discovering if the Book of Mormon is true. And I think that's a question that the majority of people have asked. Is the Book of Mormon true? And it's so interesting because I think we expect the answer to that to be so certain in our minds that when I get that answer, everything's going to make sense. I'm going to be so positive about my testimony. I'm never going to doubt again because I know that the Book of Mormon's true. Like that's it for me. And all of a sudden it's interesting to me that truth can still be truth and you can still have uncertainty in the truth, but maybe the uncertainty is what's leading you to a deeper relationship with God. And in our quest for truth, no matter where we are in our quest for truth, no matter where we're on our spiritual journey for truth, I love what Elder Holland says about this. The greatest commandment is to love God with all our heart. But the first truth, the greatest truth is that God loves us. So wherever you are in your journey, I hope you know that God does love you. And may that help fuel your journey into find that truth. Though there are winds and waves, you're in my boat. My life is in your hands. You keep me afloat. Show me the way to go. So when it's you, I'll know, show me the way to go, your voice I'll follow. See you next week. <laughs>